Yo, what's up everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Real Game with Crits. And your boy Chin, Chinny Chin. <laughs> yes, sir. It's been a minute. It's been a while since we, we've last recorded, but we're back for everybody. Uh thank you guys for listening, staying locked in, staying tuned in with us. We'll be back. It's a good time, man. It's playoff basketball going on. Uh, Beautiful time. Start starting to warm up. Everything's good. How you been, brother? I'm good, man. You know, like you said, man. Appreciate everybody that's been patient with us throughout this process. It's it's been quite a transition, you know. Um, typically, we would have been on the on the uh, on the, on the track, if you will, a lot sooner than anticipated. But you know, I got a lot of things going on on, on my end that uh, has delayed us from recording on several occasions. Even now, man, it's kind of a different type of vibe, you know what I'm saying, with uh, with me moving out of Atlanta and things like that. Um, but, you know what I'm saying, I am thankful that we are able to get this thing popping again. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, it, it was a good time for us to get it rolling, too, because we got a lot that we're in the middle of right now in terms of sports and mm-hmm. uh, things like that. So, yeah, man, we appreciate y'all for being patient and Hopefully y'all listen to this episode because I, I can't imagine that we're going to, you know, have a lot of laughs on this one and a lot of good stuff to share with y'all. So, yes, sir. Definitely appreciate the ones that's locking in with us. Yes, sir. We appreciate y'all. Um, I appreciate you, man. Or, or I'm sorry. You was about to address the people one more time. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah, I, I was just checking in with you. How everything with you, brother? Everything is good, man. Uh, even better than before. I got a... Uh, New position. Uh, I won't say too much on it right now, but I think it's a new opportunity, which is good. Uh, I'll put that out there later. But it, I mean, I was blessed to get it, man, because um, you know it's been a while. The pandemic. You know, we both went to school for journalism, and then you know, with the pandemic and everything, it slowed stuff down. But to get another opportunity to to start writing again has been good. Yeah. Um, I'm extremely grateful, extremely blessed to have this opportunity, honestly, because it was looking rough for a while. But you know, one thing it started. Um, and you know, hopefully that that leads to more things. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, just said tell everybody God is good and all the time. God is great. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good because you never know when opportunities come. You know, when He gives you opportunities, you just gotta say thank you for them. I definitely did. Um, because I remember a conversation we had. Not to go super preachy, but I remember a conversation we had. Um, you were doing a fast one day. And you were telling me that, you know, sometimes, you know, you really want something in life. You got to give up something to show God, you know, that you're willing to sacrifice this. So you know what? So I, I love sweets. Like, I love cookies, cakes, pies, ice cream, all that stuff, candy. So for Lent, I gave that up. And I did really well. I really made it the, the, the length of time without it. And the, during that process, I ended up getting this position. So, See, um, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. man. I'm, 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 extreme, I'm happy that you got it regardless. But I'm even more happy that, you know what I'm saying, you went to that extent of, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm sure I wasn't the first person to ever yeah. tell you about fasting yeah. and things like yeah, that. Of course. But, yeah. but I'm glad that it worked out for you after you did, you know, your, your Lent and your fasting of, of the sweets and stuff, man. That's yeah. dope. That's what's up. Yeah, so oh, that's all, man. But besides that, everything is good. Uh, everything, uh, you know, checks out well. So that's definitely good. But yeah, hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Hope y'all stay locked in with us. Um, and uh, let's get it going. So first, uh, we're all going to start a little different. Um, so I'm going to try to keep it short for y'all if we can. But sometimes we get a little bit too long with it. So, But uh, 
Miguel Cabrera hit his 3,000 hit over the weekend. It was Saturday, a day game against the Colorado Rockies. I actually was in Detroit like a few weeks ago and went to a game. Uh, he didn't. I don't think. I don't think he got a hit that day. They lost. So, but anyway, it was still it was still always fun to see him play in person because um, he still. I mean, he's not. He's not. He's not what he once was, but he's still a very good player. But yeah, um, 3,000 hits is 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 something that. Um, I've only been done with 30, 30 sometimes in, in baseball, and there's been over thousands of players have ever swung a bat in the game. So to have that accomplishment and achievement is is something that we can't take for granted. It's this thing real quick I'm going to read off. Um, so there's only six guys that have had 3,000 hits, 500 homers. He got 500 homers last year. Hasn't hit one this year, still stuck on 512. Yeah, so it's just he has 3,000 hits, 500 homers, 300 average. Um, only people that have done that have uh, Hank, Aaron, Willie Mays, and Miggy. 3,000 wow. hits, 500 homers, six, 600 doubles. It's Albert Pujols, Aaron, uh, Hank, Aaron, and then Miggy's stuck on 599. So his next double he'll get will be um, 600 doubles. 3,000 hits, 500 homers, two MVP awards. Miggy, uh, Willie Mays, Albert Pujols, A-Rod. Batting titles, plus uh, 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. Um, Hank Aaron now Mickey's that and Mickey's the only person in MLB history with 3,000 hits 500 homers and a triple crown so just wow. put into perspective how great he is and and the impact that he's had and I'll say this he's not the same as he once was but seeing him get that 3,000 hit and seeing the celebration that happened on the field I wish I was there in person um, but I wasn't able to be but I mean to, to to just be able to see him get that and get as far as he's still alive because he gave me some of the best moments of my childhood as a Tigers fan as a young uh, young person playing baseball I mean he was there was a stretch, two three year stretch where the dude was like, he was you. It's like he didn't he never got out. He was hitting like three three forty, hitting close to forty home runs, had over one hundred thirty RBIs. Like dude was a monster and took us to the World Series once and gave us a great stretch of baseball. So for that man, I say thank you to Mickey. He's definitely on my Mount Rushmore of Detroit athletes when it comes to that. Um, so yeah, that's how I want to start the show with just that. That's a uh, that was really dope to see last week. Nah, for sure. That is lit, man. That is dope. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, the, the company that he's he's with off of that list that you mentioned in certain accolades, you know, that speaks a lot to the type of player he is to be able to accomplish that. Um, shit, I mean, yeah, he's definitely up there on the Mount Rushmore for y'all Detroit guys. Um, Isaiah Thomas, you know what I'm saying? Miggy. Um, I'm sure there's a few others. Barry Sanders, exactly. You know what I mean? You know, y'all got some, y'all got some greats now in, in, in the in this thing called sports history. So um, no, that's huge. That's huge. And then to be honest with you, bro, I, I actually tip my hat to him again for wanting to stay in a city as like, you know, like Detroit. I mean, because let's just be honest. I mean, Detroit isn't the most glamorous. The, it, you know, the weather isn't just phenomenal yeah. all year round. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He could have easily said, you know what, I want to go to a different city. I want to start mm-hmm. fresh. But, you know, like you said, he's giving you guys a lot to be prideful of when it comes to Detroit sports. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Miguel Cabrera. You know what I mean? I'm glad he didn't do it against the Yankees. And that's something that. Oh, uh, man, 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 man. Hey, look, <laughs> look, hey, man, all I'm going to say is I'm, I'm I wouldn't have been mad. If uh-huh. he did it against us, but I'm not mad that he didn't do it against us because look, I don't want to be that motherfucker to be like, oh, 
Let, let's go through the, the, the record books and see when he did it. <laughs> and it's the damn Yankees. He did yeah. it. But yeah. I get it for you. It's yeah. like, you know, it's the Yankees. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Why wouldn't you want him to break the record against the Yankees? And I know you feel a certain type of way that we walk him. But look, man, he had other opportunities to get that hit. That's no, he did. No, he, he did have other opportunities in that game to get the hit. It was just like, okay. dang, come on, man. Y'all going to do this? Y'all going to walk him? Come hey, on, bro. But this yeah, no. Nah. This is not personal, baby. Yeah, no, I get it. It's all good, though. I, I understand. He ended up getting it. So, I mean, <laughs> everybody ended up forgetting about it because he got the hit. So, yeah, all good. yeah, sure. sure. All right, Shout man. Shout so, man. Yeah, sure. Shout out to Miggy. All right. So, the NBA playoffs are underway. Uh, we already have one series wrapped up. The. Boston Celtics uh, took care of the Brooklyn Nets. I know that should, that should, that should, I mean, that should, that should bro, man. I know you're a Knicks fan, but I'm a know, Knicks they fan. didn't put on for your home, man. They didn't put on for, 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 uh, for those, uh, Brooklyners out there, man. Very, very sad. Went out very sad, I would say. Four game sweep. Um, they had a chance to win game one. Couldn't do it. Kyrie had with 40 points game one. Couldn't do it. And that was pretty much it. I mean, they didn't really have a, uh, they had, I mean, they had chances, but it, you never felt they had a great chance after that. Nah, man, we, we straight up got smacked around. And that's not like, you know, New Yorkers in general. I mean, stop the Knicks, but, you know, that that's not like New Yorkers to go out sad. Like, at least the Knicks put up a fight. You know what I'm saying? Last year in the playoffs, yeah, we got blasted by the Hawks. But, you know, it was a tough competitive series for the most part. I mean... Mm-hmm. You know, like game three, game four, things like that. The Hawks pretty much kind of like took advantage and stuff. But, you know, you never saw a sense of like, I don't know, for me personally, I didn't see a sense of we didn't have that um, tenacity of wanting to win. And Brooklyn, man, being at his Brooklyn, bro, like you representing the best borough in New York, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? It's my hometown specifically. I'm a Knicks fan. Everybody knows that. But... You know, I love, I, if, you, if you know me, <clears throat> I always say I'm a Knicks fan, but I like to see the Brooklyn Nets win because it's Brooklyn, obviously. So, you know, for them to go outside like that, man, I'm, I'm very disappointed, especially in Kevin Durant. You know, kudos to, to the Boston Celtics. Emmy Yudoka, great head coach. You know what I'm saying? Because he obviously put together a hell of a plan defensively to contain Kevin Durant. And that's what you got to do. You got to understand that you're not going to um, be able to stop him every game. But for the most part, they contained him for every game of the series. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, they did. They did. And I mean, even in game, the last game of the series, the man took, well, how many shots? <laughs> he like took a lot of shots in that game. Yeah. yeah. Only scored 30 points. So um, it was definitely yeah. tough. I mean, it, I mean, I didn't see, we haven't seen KD look like, KD look like that on a, on a basketball court in a long time. They, they really did one hell of a job, uh, you know, putting the clamps on them. So, Absolutely. shout out, shout out to uh, Boston and their plan. And they, they, they look legit, man. I was, you know, everyone was curious, but they look like they're they're a real deal. They got Jason T- Jason Tatum out there giving you thirty a night. Jalen Brown combining in two. Can't yeah. forget about Marcus Smart, who's playing probably the best ball of his career. He won Defensive Player of the Year this year. So Absolutely. they're a really good team, and they're gonna have to face the Bucks next. I know the Bucks aren't done, but that's already done. So uh, they're gonna have to play the Bucks next, but that that's gonna be one hell of a series, man. I'm nah, looking forward to that. Definitely, and I, I want to say something here. Um, something interesting, right? On Twitter, somebody or a page or whatever um, had tweeted out like, "Does you know, you, Jason Tatum? 
can't tell me he doesn't remind you of Kobe Bryant at all. And honestly, me personally, I don't think he reminds me of Kobe. I said he got the Mamba mentality, mm-hmm. but in terms of like his style of play, I don't really think he reminds me of Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he obviously studied Kobe Bryant. So there's some things that he'll do, like maybe on the low block when he got his, you know, when he's playing with his back against the basket, you know, there's some things that he'll do that's kind of Kobe, Kobe like-ish, I guess, if you will. But I don't think he reminds me of Kobe Bryant, but he's playing some damn good basketball. I say that much. No, he doesn't. He he doesn't remind me of Kobe at all. Well, I won't say at all. He doesn't, but he doesn't remind me of Kobe per se. Um, Kobe, younger Kobe was but the rim a little more we don't see Tatum with athleticism and dunking like that um but I could I could say he has mama mentality because to come out in this series and be absolutely cerebral and kill um the Brooklyn Nets you know their dreams pretty much the entire series that's the mama mentality for sure yeah. um and had a had a had a you know I mean he's locking KD down too putting it on him so um that's that's definitely the mama mentality but now nah, I wouldn't say he reminds me of young Kobe maybe a little little pieces here and there but no, nah, I can't say that. Nah, yeah, exactly. So, no, I can't say that. All right, uh, let's. I'll read out the rest of this, the series. Uh, Hawks and the Heat are currently playing, but that one is. Even if the Hawks find a way to win tonight, I don't think they can win the series. So we're just going to say Miami's going to win. Um, Bucks and the Bulls. The Bucks are in control, three-one in that series. That looks to be over. Zach Levine is in health and safety protocol, so I don't think he'll be out. He'll be at a play, which is that wasn't bode well for them. Uh, Philly and Toronto. That's interesting. Philly's up three two. They were up three nothing. They lost game one. They lost game uh, five. I'm sorry. No, they lost game four and they ended up losing game five in Philly. They went. Philly lost game five in Philly, so now they go back to Toronto, and that's gonna be one hell of a place to go to. Game yeah. six. Now, we know James Harden or Jim Harden, as I'm gonna call him, because he, he ain't playing like James <laughs> Harden right now. He's playing like Jim Harden. Somebody said it on Twitter one day, and that just made me laugh. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, but now he's not playing like he's normally is accustomed to. I don't know what it is. We know Doc Rivers has a his, uh, history of choking. I might just say this is probably going seven. If it goes seven, I don't know if I trust Doc and, and James to get it done. Uh, and now we talked before the series, and you said that you thought it would be a sweep. Ah, a janitor sweep. I said they can't even get one game. Ooh. You said a janitor sweep, four games. It Ooh. looks like uh man to walk that one back, man. I don't no sweep. And I don't even know if they can win the series, man. It, it getting to a point you gotta go back to Toronto to play. That's not good. You 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 might be in a world of trouble. And then you gotta go game seven and trust James Harden, Jim Harden. Nah. Ooh. I'ma say this, man. I'ma say this. You right. You know, you, you definitely valid for for putting me on the spot right there. I did say I thought. You know, it was gonna be no way that they would not get swept, swept. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not one to make excuses, but I will say that. Well, there's no excuse, period. Because James, I mean, not James Harden, but Joel Embiid wasn't. It didn't come out that he needed the surgery and everything until after they lost that. You know, what I'm saying that that game that they that they dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this. Obviously, it's gonna be harder for them to. Um, you know, I can still hear you over there, but obviously it, it, it'll be a little harder for them to lock this thing up because he is hindered now by the hand. You know, he is. Yeah, he is. Dumb or whatever. So, but yeah, I think James Harden is definitely disappearing. I think it's because his, his head is not in the game. I don't think he's as dedicated to the game as he once was. And I don't know why, 
obviously you see in the media, right, social media that is, that he's dealing with, you know, the rappers of the world, uh, little Baby or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He getting, he getting his, his, his thing on, you know what I'm saying? Like, he don't know what he want to do. He's like one foot in, one foot out the game. Like like a dope boy trying to go the right right. The right <laughs> got one foot in the game, one foot out. So, so what, the man, the man started hanging with Lil Baby and figured out how to play basketball? Is that what happened? He just don't got the love for the game of basketball, I don't think no more. I think he's just trying to get money, and he's expecting himself to be on a team that's going to go to the playoffs regardless, and he's not dedicated to leading a team anymore. He He's fine with being a Batman, I mean a Robin, mm-hmm. but he's not even playing up to par as a Robin. You dig what I'm saying? Like... Yeah, I think at this point in his career, he doesn't want to be a Batman or want to be a number one guy. He wants to go somewhere where he doesn't have to do all the hard but work. He don't have to, though. He's at a point now where he doesn't even have to do all the work, dude. He, Joe Levine doing all the work. But here's the thing. You can't... Like, this is... Like, I think people get it twisted. Like, you, like with professional sports, bro, you can't go into the situation saying, okay, I'm only going to work halfway. Like, I'm not going to work as hard as I need to to help my team get to where we need to be, even if you're not the number one guy. Because at some point, your number one guy going going to fall off a little. You know what I'm saying? He's human. Joe LMB is human. He's not, you know what I'm saying, like some Superman. So, as we saw with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and even LeBron James, so many players... They need a consistent number two guy, and James Harden is just not a consistent number two guy right now. He's not in shape. He's in basketball shape, but he's not in like physical shape. Yeah. Um, and I think all of that is just having a toll on him right now. I don't think he's he's not ready. He's not ready. No, I don't think so, man. He doesn't even look. He looks disinterested, like you said. Yeah. He just looks like he's. Just, I mean, like the dude only had 15 points in the game. Come on, that, and that two threes when the game was pretty much over, like, dude, that's a, that's not okay. They pay you a hell of a lot of money to go out there and play basketball, and beyond beyond them paying you, you 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 should have some pride to want to go out there and be a lot better than what he's been given. Like the dude's he's been okay. non-existent. Like what the hell? He's with the rappers, man. <laughs> he's not a damn rapper, so stop trying to be a rapper. You ain't no rapper. Come on, now nah, he ain't no. He's not might be in the studio doing what? You need to be on a damn basketball court. I tried to defend him last year after the season. I'm like, you know what, man? He, he uh, And this is the thing. He forced his way out of Houston to go to Brooklyn. Then he forced his way out of Brooklyn to go to Philly and do what? Nothing. Dude, step up. Get your head in the game. Like, you, if, if he loses this series, his legacy is in the tank. You thought people talked about KD being bad. His legacy but, is in but, the tank. But here's the thing. What legacy? He's not a champion. No, he's not a champion, but he still has been regarded as, as a really good player, a really good offensive player. He had a stretch. So you think, of, you know, he had a really. He's, you think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer when he calls it a, a, a career? If he doesn't win a ring? I think had he not. No. Had, had it not, no. Okay, I think if it had not ended like this or ended like he's doing, I think he could have been one. But the, the way he's looked in the playoffs and the way. It's going, it's going now? I don't think so. I'm going to tell you what. But, Houston ruined his legacy, bro. It don't matter what he did going forward after he left Houston. If it wasn't him winning a ring, his legacy was ruined after he did what he did in Houston. After, you know what I'm saying? Way out. Yeah. His legacy was tarnished. He would have had to have won a ring, ring with Brooklyn in order to reverse all of the negative 
uh, connotation behind his legacy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But it's a rap now. It's over with, bro. It's a rap. Yeah. No, you're right. It, it is. It is. And it's sad. Um, I once a great player to go out like that. But, hey, be like that, man. You know, well, you don't Marshall, take the game. Say you got to take care of your, your mentals and your chicken, bro. And he Dang. ain't taking care of his mental right now. Like, nah. His head ain't nah, in nah. the game. So, so what do you think? Do you think who do you think wins the series? Do you think Toronto gets it, or do you think Philly closes it out? I'm gonna still go with um with Philly because I think Joel Embiid really wants to win, so I think he'll figure out a way to do it. Um, especially if Van Vliet is not gonna be you know active. Um, I think Tobias Harris will 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 step up in James Harden's absence if James doesn't. Doesn't click. I think well, we he know probably, we know that ain't happening. So when I say step up, I mean he's probably gonna give like a solid twenty and close to a double double type of thing to to get Philly the last game. You know what I'm saying? He don't need to go crazy like twenty five plus or nothing like that. Because mm. I think Joel Embiid is gonna score maybe like 23, 24. and then I think Tobias Harris will contribute with like twenty. Tyrese Maxey, you know what he's gonna give you probably like eighteen or something like that, and I think that'll be enough. To get them to well, win this series, but they're dead after this series, though. Yeah, no, and I thought they were dead before. I told you before, I didn't think Philly was serious because Joel Embiid had too much dead weight to carry. He carrying all the way to James Harden. That's a lot of weight right now because they ain't in shape. That was a lot of the weight of James Harden and, and head, the weight of. <laughs> and that, bro. <laughs> Yo, that nigga had his shoes, bro. <laughs> Yo, the ref calling a block every time down the court. Nigga, your head is in the way. <laughs> Charge on James fucking Harden's forehead. You, uh, you need to <laughs> put it away. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you're right. Uh, he carrying the weight of Ben Harden, and he carrying the weight of his, his head coach. Now, I'm going to tell you this, too. If Doc, if I call him Jim Harden, if Doc Howard's bo- Doc Rivers blow this series, he's no longer Doc. He's Glenn Rivers from the, from now on. Ooh. If you blow this, you Glenn. Glenn, Glenn Rivers. <laughs> no, no longer ends? Doc. <laughs> Glenn with two ends. <laughs> Glenn with two ends. <laughs> oh man. No longer Doc. But yeah, so um, you know what I mean? I, I think Toronto go pull it out. I I I, I think they're too deep in the water, man. I think. The pressure gonna be too big for it's uh the pressure. If we be honest with you, it took a miracle shot in game to put him to win game three. Yeah, I mean, Joel had that crazy ass shot. But if James Harden don't, don't step up, they ain't winning the series. So, uh, I'm I think I'm gonna go Toronto to, to get it done. So we'll okay. see. Game four is on Thursday, same night as the NFL draft. We'll talk about that in a little bit. All right, over to the Western Conference. Uh, we have several games still in reach here. So the Suns and Pels, they're tied at two. The Wolves and the Grizzly are currently playing. They're tied at two. Uh, Warriors and Nuggets. Warriors in control, up 3-1. And then the Mavs and the Jazz. The Mavs are up 3-1. The Jazz went out sad last night. Ooh, that was like ooh. one of the worst displays I've ever seen. Keep losing, baby. Spider-Man Dude. coming to New York. What on 277? Dude, they ain't even scored 80 points in a playoff game. That's no, embarrassing. Know. They barely scored 50 in the first half. That's embarrassing, dude. That's terrible. That's terrible. Like, that's that's really bad. Like, it, I don't even have the words to describe how bad that was, dude. Like, you're a professional basketball team. Have some pride. You're going to let them go and do you like that? 
I understand Luca played well, but goodness, y'all made him seem like he was a damn Jesus out there. And you know it's crazy, honestly. Like I'm sure you've been watching, but have you been? So I said that Dallas, them they might regret playing Luca in this series because during some parts of the game, you could see him like grimacing and you know not moving as fluid because mm-hmm. of the calf. Mm-hmm. And and the reason why I say they might regret playing him is because one. I honestly don't even think they need him to beat Utah, to be real with you. I felt like if he didn't play, what was that, game three or four? Because this is game five coming up, right? No, so they just had game five. It's game six. Game six. Okay, so game four is when he came back. Yeah. I think if he didn't play game four, they would have still won, bro. And then the way that they beat him uh, last night, showed even more that they could have probably won without him, in my opinion. I think they should have at least waited to, like, game seven. like Because it, it's going to game seven, I believe. If if Dallas don't, you know, it, it obviously it's going to game seven. You I think so? Going, yeah, I think, you think, I think so. You think, so you think Utah can win a game six? Yeah, I think they could win one more. I mean, I'm not going to just roll the dice and say they, they ain't going to win no more. I mean, that would be kind of a risky bet. I think they'll at least win one more. Um, but I think, you know, they should have waited until it was really like do or die for them to bring Luca back because they've shown that they have enough and they have enough of a game plan rather to beat Utah without Luca being on the court. Obviously with Luca on the court, it allows things to be a little more free flowing because all eyes is on him. Mm-hmm. But I think the role players have done so well in their role, like the Reggie Bullocks, um, the Max Clevers, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, Jalen Brunson, mm-hmm. so on and so forth, that they could allow themselves some time mm-hmm. to, to, you know, let Luca heal up as much as possible to give it 110% if they got into a game seven situation. That's just my opinion. Well, I think so. Only thing, only counter, counter, counter I would have to that is that if you put them in that situation, it's a lot of pressure. As opposed to you bring him back, it's not as much pressure as opposed to you throw him in the game seven. A lot of pressure could re-aggravate the injury. And then he hasn't played all series. So now you need him to come back and play well in that series, and you don't know what you're going to get. So I agree, but at the same time, I think maybe if you're going to – I would just roll if, – if he wasn't going to play, I would just not have played him at all. So I wouldn't have waited until like a game seven to bring him back. If he really wasn't healthy, I would have just let him ride the entire time and just let it go without him. Um. Which is risky, which is risky too. But I kind of feel like sometimes you throw guys in a situation like that, like game seven is on the line, he not really healthy, don't really bow well because then he gets hurt again, it's gonna be even worse, you know. But I agree, I I mean, I think they could have won without him, so maybe, like you said, it was best just to to, um, leave him out. No, I I get what you're saying too, though, you know what I'm saying? I can see it from both angles, definitely, you know what I mean? But we'll see, hopefully. Because I know the next series, I I think Dallas is going to win this series. I'm hoping yeah, they too. do so that they can just blow up the whole Jazz's roster. <laughs> you just want damn spider New York, that's all. Damn right. <laughs> damn right. I do. I, I Maybe I'm being selfish, and, 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 and that's okay. I could be that for a little bit. I don't know. The Knicks, you know, they always let me down when we think we're going to get a big-name guy. You know, we end up fucking around getting a Jalen Brunson. <laughs> paying him a whole bag and a half when we don't even need to do that. But anyways, yeah. Um, but I'm also just interested to see like the direction 
that organization is going to go if they do lose this series. Like, yo, this is crazy. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, but we'll see. We'll definitely see. Yeah. Um, yeah, we will see uh, what, what happens in that series. I I'm, I think Dallas wins, and then Spider's on the contract. So, unless he requests out and demands out, I think he's going to be stuck there. But then they're going to have to get rid of Gobert, though. I, I don't think I don't think both of them stay. Someone's going. Yeah, uh, sure. I don't know who's going to take Gobert's contract. That's going to be harder to trade than I think it would be trade Spider. At least somebody would get, give a premium for Spider. I don't know if somebody would give a premium for uh for for Rudy Gobert. That's just me. But you never know. We'll see. But um, I do think they'll blow things up after. It's just it's it's just not work. So they got to retool some things out there yeah, yeah. in Utah. Um, this Suns Pell series they play tonight, so um, it's up two two. Uh, do you see the yeah. Pell's pulling it out, or do you see? Uh, you see the Phoenix pulling out. Do you think the Pels pull up to upset? Oh my goodness, man! This this is actually a fucking tougher question than it really should be. You know, I mean, who in the hell would have thought? I was in another group chat saying that I was praying that uh, New Orleans would win the first game just to make the series interesting. But damn, yeah. they make yeah. they talking like they want to win the series. They are. And, yeah. and here's here's the jacked up part about it, right? Mm-hmm. The messed up part about it is that they could very well obviously win this series because they've won two games. I mean, mm-hmm. two games, shit, they feel like they probably won the series already. Yeah. <clears throat> but I hate the fact that Booker is not healthy and is not able to play because now you're going to have people saying, oh, this, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. You already know the bullshit people about to come with. And I hate that. It's like, bro, don't – I'll beat you up. Don't say you had a sprained ankle. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, I mean, don't say, yeah. In a physical fight, I guess that's different. But at the end of the day, Phoenix still has way more pieces yeah. than New Orleans has to, you know what I'm saying, make a run in the playoffs. So Yeah, I would agree. You know, to answer your question, man, oh, my goodness, this is a great question. I'm going to say New Orleans is going to win. And wow. Wow. The reason why I'm wow. Say, the reason why I'm gonna say that is because the pressure is fully on Phoenix, and I don't know if the role players of Phoenix is gonna be able to live up to the pressure. I think New Orleans is simply playing and having fun. It, the game ain't fun right now for Phoenix because why? You know the cliche: it ain't no fun when the rabbits got the gun. When the rabbit got the gun. And the rabbit got the gun right now. And they having fun. The rabbit is. So I think that Phoenix is in a tight spot. Chris Paul, he catching Charlie horses in the ass and shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he old, man. You know what I'm saying? He doing this thing, but he he real old right now. So it's only so much that you know you can ask for him um from him. But I'm going to go with New Orleans, bro. I think they're playing with some great energy. They're playing smart basketball. I mean, they have Jose, 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 Jose. <laughs> that boy, Jose. <laughs> Jose Overado, man. Hey, for, for a guy that I didn't think that did anything in college until he was a singer, he having one hell of a year, man. Like, he he coming on. He got, he, he's earned himself a guaranteed contract. He's endeared himself with the fans. They love him down there. I can't Coach believe loves him. It. I can't I mean, believe it. But he, him, he embodies everything about the team. He yeah. he works hard. 
You know what I'm saying? Scrappy guy. This is a nine seed that came in, won a playing tournament, now is fighting as an eighth seed to um to be the one seed. So I mean, he embodies everything. I mean, I'm telling you this. I texted my brother the other day, and he said Willie got me believing. Yeah, he got me believing too. Shit, I know he got them believing. Willie Green got them boys playing hard. You can't even tell they're an eight seed right now what they're playing. I know, I know that. I know that Booker's out, but they're still the number one seed. They're still an extremely deep team. And they're still playing with these guys. Like, they don't give a damn about the name. They're still balling. Brandon Ingram's, we're going to talk about this in a little bit. Brandon Ingram's playing a lot better. He's, I mean, he's coming on to his own. You got mm-hmm. CJ out there as a veteran. I mean, he has him clicking right now, and you, you can't really ask for much more. You really can't. You can't, man. And I, I love it because, like I said, and I think I said it in our, like, group text or something, but he's putting on for Brooklyn more than Brooklyn, the Nets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really why I love it. I love it because of that. I love it too because he's a, he's a true underdog. Like he didn't do shit in college for me to think that he mm-hmm. would even get a shot at the G. I thought he was going overseas. Real talk. I, I did too. You. I did I too. I promise you, bro. But I mean, damn. That's all I can say is damn. He proved he slapped me in the face. Real talk, and I and I'll take that slap. I, yeah. I'm no, me too. Me too. For him now. Yeah, I am too. I, I hope he does well. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that game tonight. It's going to be a really interesting game. Um, but that's it. Uh, I mean, the, the Grizzlies and the Wolves. That's going to be a tight series, uh, no matter what. That's, yeah. I think that's. I think that's going seven. Personally, I just think that they're both young teams that really didn't know how to win yet. And the, and the Grizzlies. I mean, the the um, the Wolves. They don't give a damn. I mean, they don't know any better. They don't really know losing in the playoffs. <laughs> they, just, they just going out there to play. They don't know better. Um, that's always a dangerous if you uh, upper seat. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But I don't. I don't. Ooh, it'd be crazy to see two high seats go down in the first round. But I don't think it happens. I'm a. Um, I'm gonna say this. Obviously, today is Tuesday. Was this April 26th? I think whoever wins tonight against the Grizzlies in Memphis. <clears throat> um. Yeah, the Grizzlies in Memphis. Yeah, the Grizzlies in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going six games. Okay. Whoever wins tonight is going to go ahead and 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 win two in a row and, and wrap it up. I would love for it to go seven because it's just a, such a great series. You don't even want to see it end, but no, you don't. I think whoever wins tonight is going to win the next game, and that's going to be it. Yeah. Who I don't know, but that's just what I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's that's a good point. Actually, no, I'm going seven. No, I, I'm. I think I, I think it goes the distance. I think it goes seven games. Okay. Um, and both teams have full strength, which says a lot. And then, of course, the Warriors and the Nuggets. I, I mean, the Warriors are in control, three to one. I think they're gonna finish that series off. So I'm not really too yeah, much, same. too much same. worried about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, man. So the one thing that we kind of talked about a little bit, but one thing that I've been really impressed with is the breakout of the young stars throughout the playoffs. Uh, we got a lot of young guys. Brandon Ingram, for instance, he's had a couple thirty point games in this playoff stretch really carrying and leading his team. And we have Anthony Edwards have several big games. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Cat, he's been up and down. He's had some really good games and some games you just, frust- <laughs> you just frustrated with them. Um, but this is, was the case last year. We saw all the young guys really step up in the playoffs, and that was the most fun for, thing for me to watch. I think, again, this year is the same thing, that we have a young, uh, young guys coming into their own. No, absolutely. I mean, look, the league is truly – truly in great hands going forward. I mean, you got at least 10 young guys right now that you can name 
whatever position, point guard, the two, the three, the four, the five. Mm-hmm. In total, there's like a, at minimum 10 guys that can carry this league for the next five, 10 years. And that's a beautiful thing because you got, you know, the greats like uh, LeBron obviously is about to be on his way out. You got Kevin mm-hmm. Durant that's, that's getting closer to 40 than he is 30. Yeah. Um, you got, you know, like Melo, you got even Russell Westbrook. You know what I'm saying? These guys are getting older, bro. Yeah, Steph Curry. Steph. Clay Thompson. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, I am, I'm looking for, like, at one point, I'm not going to lie, I was, like, like scared of these great guys having mm-hmm. to retire one day because I was like, damn. Yeah. I don't know who's going to carry the ranks. But, like I said, you know, you got the Jason Tatums that's really solidifying his name in the top, you know, he might even be like a top six, seven player in the league right now. Yeah, you know he might. He might, yeah. He might even be top five in some people's uh, books. Um, but, yeah, man, I think it's a great thing for the league, for the NBA. I think it's only going to get better because, you know, you got guys like uh, Ben Cheryl, you know, that's coming out of Duke that has very uh, great qualities. Um you know, and other guys that's coming into the league uh, this following year. You know what I'm saying? And going yeah. forward, like, this is a great, a great situation for Adam Silver. I tell you, that, he ain't gonna have no issues with crowning uh, another face of, or, or you know, put, having another face of the NBA when LeBron and KD and all these guys get a body. Yeah, no, I, I think so. I think he already has it. It's either gonna be Giannis or Luca. I think. Um, but I mean, he has several guys that, that could carry that torch, and uh, it's gonna be weird for the first, you know, year or so without LeBron, Katie, all those guys. But just how it goes, you know, it just means you're getting older. But um, yeah. I agree. I, I think you're definitely in good hands. I, I can't. I got to shout out Jordan Poole, Michigan uh, guard, but also with the Warriors now. Who's? I mean, he the dude's on fire right now. He played really well in the first couple of games in that series against the Nuggets. So yeah, um, yeah. Shout out to him, man. Young young guys are really, really, you know, the young guys are really taking over. All right, a uh, few few more things on the NBA. So the NBA Rookie of the Year um, award winner um, was given out. So they did the award show, I guess that, which I get it. So I think the award show was cool. It's just because it was after the finals. So like, if it's a really heated debate, all the momentum dies. So I kind of get it. So they just went back to giving individual awards out. So Scotty Barnes won the Rookie of the Year award, which surprised to me. Now, I, I'm a Detroit fan, so maybe I'm biased. I thought Kay Cunningham would have been rookie of the year. I thought he should have been. I didn't think he would win it. I thought it would be um, Evan Mobley who would win it. And I was like, you know what, fine. I, I had come to accept that Evan Mobley was going to win the award. Winning to see Scotty Barnes win it on Saturday was complete news to me. <laughs> that, I, I really did not think Kay, I'm, I'm sorry, I did not think Scottie. that Scotty Barnes is going to win it. And no disrespect to Scotty, he was good, but I don't think he was better than Evan Mobley or Kay personally. Nah, I mean, look, I was ready to, like, really go to war to say that Cade was going to win because, for me personally, it's almost like a job interview, right? A company interviews their candidates, and it's typically the last person that they interview that has the greatest impact, you know, on the on the ultimate decision. Right. Being that Cade had the best latter part of the season, mm-hmm. I thought these people were going to really acknowledge that, and... Award him for that. Obviously, he was injured. He was injured. I mean, what can a man do? I'm injured. Yeah. I can't play. It's not like I'm Ben Simmons and I don't want to play. Oh, man. I'll get me started on that bum. <laughs> you feel me? 
So it's like, I can't play. Like, I'm injured. I'm sorry. My bad. But yeah. when I got back active, you saw what I did. Mm-hmm. And he did it with style and grace. Like, he did it with style and grace. You know, the Pistons won more games with him being active. It wasn't like they kept losing continuously. I mean, granted, yeah, they're not a great team. They're not a good team by any means. They, they're very young, a lot of missing pieces. Mm-hmm. But when he was put into the equation, they found ways to win some surprising games. And they even went on a brief little winning streak of two in a row here, you know, two in a row there, whatever. So I think he had the greatest impact on the team. And that's what I think a lot of people fail to realize. Bro, fuck winning, man. You talking about winning. If you got the right pieces on the team, you're going to win regardless, whether Mm -hmm. that person is on the team or not. Mm -hmm. So saying, you know, Evan Mobley is is actually winning in Cleveland, that makes no sense. They were going to win whether he was on the team or not. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's one part of, of this whole argument that, you know, some people were making that I just couldn't really understand because I'm like, I, it, it's a difference if, you know, Cleveland was banking on Evan Mobley to be there to get them to the playoffs. We all knew they were at least going to be a playing team regardless. You dig what I'm saying? You would have put Cade Cunningham on the Cavaliers. They would have still won the same amount of games probably. So that's all I was saying. That's why I felt like Cade should have won. Scotty, he he was pretty consistent throughout the year. He didn't just wow me, but he's gonna be a good player though. I, I fuck with Scotty's game. Yeah, I think he had an impact for sure. Defensively, he was good. I just think that Toronto was good regardless. Like you said, Toronto was good regardless. Mobley had, I think, to me, Mobley had a bigger impact on the Raptors, and that's not to say Scotty didn't have one. I think I just think Mobley had a bigger impact on his team than Scotty did, and K had the biggest impact because when he started playing. Obviously, we saw towards the end of the season what happened. But he was playing pretty well from March. He had a, from June. I mean, obviously, the March, April. What, what was weird to me, too, was he didn't even win rookie of the month for April and March when he averaged over 20 points. They gave it to Scotty Barnes. And that, that to me, was the most confusing thing. Like, you're not going to reward him for that. But it, it's at the end of the day, it's an award. I think we got the best player in uh, out of the, in the draft. I'm okay with that. I'm okay he didn't win the award. You know, so he look, he knew he wasn't going to win it. After he didn't get rookie of the year, he tweeted out Detroit versus everybody. He knows what it's like to be Detroit. You know what I'm saying? You got to fight and scrap for everything you got. So um, I love, I'm, I'm happy we took K Cunningham and I, I'm satisfied. So he didn't get the award, but you know what? It's not the end of the world. We're going to be all right. Yeah, We're going to be it good. Is. Now, yeah, one thing is. I have, one question I, I have for you, and we'll move on. John Morant wins most improved player of the year. Now, I'm not saying he's not good. <laughs> I just don't know if you've considered him most improved just because he was the rookie of the year. And he um he was good last year. So I don't he took another step, but I don't know if that necessarily means most improved. To me, most improved was a guy that really wasn't having a good year, wasn't doing well, and then, then took the game to a new new level. Now the guy that was already on the radar and we already knew about. What do you think? No, absolutely. I mean, I wish I had a rebuttal to that. I don't <laughs> I mean there ain't shit you could say. That's foul. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, honestly, Ja could have been in MVP conversations in terms of like top like 10 guys that you would mm-hmm. include in being in that conversation. Clearly, he's, you know, a top three uh, yeah. candidate or even a top five candidate. You know, I agree. But, you know, he's one of those guys to where you would talk about more so MVP than fucking most improved. Mm-hmm. Definitely Garland. 
the three guys that should have been was Garland, Deontay Murray, and Desmond Bain, in my opinion. Those are the three guys that should have been competing for that award. Yeah. And ultimately, I think Darius Garland should have won that award. Yeah. Um, Desmond Bain, shout out to him, bro. I really fuck with him. He's been carrying that team during the series, too, to be honest with you. Man, I mean, he he's done a hell of a job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He actually went to a TCU, my wife's alma mater. So okay. shout out to him. Um, but, uh, you know, I think ultimately Darius Garland should have won because he, he definitely carried the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm talking about with huge numbers. A solidified double-double type of guy. I don't think he was – was exactly a double double guy. I think he was a couple assists short of being a double double guy, but he was high in assists, about probably I think like eight or nine. Um, but uh, he definitely, man, has taken a, a, a huge leap. You know what I'm saying? A huge leap, and he's gonna actually be a superstar going forward in this league. I think I so. I think he can because he has the tangibles. He he's a true point guard. Like he doesn't just score. He showed that he can actually assist. And that's what I think most point guards lack. Um, they get, you know, so caught up in being so ball dominant, but they're not making their teammates better. They're ball dominant and scoring the ball. Um, so I think that's what's going to allow him to really be a solidified star in the league going forward. Uh, of course, you know, you, you really can't predict these things because the league has a has a way of adapting and learning how to adjust to um, – how to scheme against certain players. So we'll see. But I think from what I saw this year, it's hard to believe that he wouldn't be. And he was an all-star this year too. Like, bro. He was an all-star. He was an all-star. Come on. How you going to get most improved player, bro? Yeah. Yeah. I I would, I wouldn't even have John. Even if I wouldn't even the Garland, it wouldn't have been John. You could have threw Jordan Poole in there. He had a really good year. Oh, and Um, my bad. I forgot about Jordan and not just like I know we've been seeing the playoffs or recently by us, but he's actually was he actually was good this year. So he could have he, he could have been in contention for the award. Like yeah. you said, Desmond Bain. I mean, there were a lot of other guys I think were more deserving of the award. And not to say it's in John Morant, only because we already knew about John. He was on the radar. So let's get you know what I'm saying. Let's that's kind of most improved to me is a guy that um went from nowhere and, yeah. and, and turned to something. So we'll see. But playoffs uh, are gonna be going for a while, so we got until June to talk about basketball, so that's always fun. And then after that, we got the NBA draft and yeah. NBA summer league, so it's like it never stops. So uh, we'll get into that, get into that for sure. All right, now on over to the NFL. Uh, NFL draft is coming up this Thursday. Uh, it's, I mean, football never stops either, but OTAs, OTAs are starting, and the rookies are get to go in in a little bit. But at number one, uh, it's, it's, it's been a cycle. So it started off with Aiden Hutchinson, and I, I'll get my thoughts on that. I'm a Michigan fan, so I'll get my thoughts on that. Um, but it started off with Aiden Hutchinson, then it switched to Evan Neal, or maybe Aquanu uh, from uh, North Carolina, Carolina State. State. Yeah. Then it switched back to Hutchinson. There's never been any quarterback talk, never a quarterback going number one. I think that shows a lot about the quarterback class and how weak it is. And then it went to Hutchinson. But now all of a sudden, it's been Trayvon Walker this week. He's not a betting favorite to be pick number one. Now, people have said that because uh, Jaguars general manager Trent Baalke has had a tendency with going with guys that have the higher upside and maybe athleticism. He took Alden Smith a few years ago over a few other guys um, that were, I guess, maybe more proven in college. So he does have a track record of doing that. I think there's a lot that goes out there with Aiden Hutchinson. He's, I think he's a good player. I think I think he can be great. Um, 
if he goes to Jacksonville, they got Josh Allen there. So I think he can be a great player. I know he doesn't have the um I, I know he doesn't have the the athleticism as some other guys, but I do think he can be great. And I'm not just saying that just because I'm a Michigan fan. I think the guy can be a really good basketball player. I'm a football player, I'm sorry. But I will also say this. I don't want him to go to the Lions at number two, which is where he's not a betting favorite to go to the Lions at number two. Um, you know what? I'm going to save that. Let, let's, just, let's just go back to the first part. So do you think that Trayvon Walker will be number, taking one number one overall or will be someone else? Oh, man. I mean, it, it, you never really know with the NFL draft. I mean, you just don't because you, you see guys projected to go to certain teams. You see guys projected to go a certain number. And I mean, for whatever reason, it happens to not go that way. I don't think he's going to be taking number one. I think it's obviously a lot of uh, fluff. I mean, he has a lot of upside. That's true. But at the end of the day, you got to turn on the film and you got to see what the stats show as well. Numbers don't lie, period. They don't. Um, and film definitely doesn't lie. Um, when you look at the film, yeah, Trayvon Walker, you see the ability that he has to be destructive at the next level. But that's unfair yeah, to you guys. see him on the film, though? When you see, do you see him on the film when you look at Georgia? And, and see, but that's what I'm saying. You know, the little bit of sample size that you have, you know, with him being on the field, you know, you can see what he's capable of doing. It's not his fault that he's behind hella studs out there on the defensive side of uh, the ball for Georgia. But like I said, it's unfair to just catapult him to be number one when you got guys like Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden uh, Hutchinson, like you said, that have produced all year. I'm talking about all year. You know, they have hella tackles, solo tackles at that. Aiden Hutchinson, double-digit sack numbers. You know, Kayvon Thibodeau, um, you know, all defensive players, shit like that. You know, these guys have truly shown that in a starting role, they're going to get it done. So you can't just, just fucking boomerang Trayvon Walker, or not boomerang, but... Uh, just trampoline them all the way up to number one over these yeah. guys that have proven that they're legit. And not even, and that's just edge rushers. I'm talking about the offensive linemen that have been doing it too all year. You dig what I'm saying? So I think, you know, the NFL draft, man, I don't really get caught up in all these projection, projections anymore um, because I think it's bullshit. You know, I, I just being real, I think it's all for entertainment to get you all juiced up and antsy and anxious for it. So that you can watch it and see who really is going to go number one. Yeah. Um, so I would be heavily surprised if Trayvon Walker went number one. Just to answer your question. Yeah, I would be. I think it is blowing smoke. I think it's either going to be Aiden Hutchinson or a tackle. If I was Jacksonville, I would take a tackle to protect Trevor Lawrence. I also want them to take Jacksonville so the Lions don't take Hutchinson. More on that in a second. But when you look at Walker, I think he does have the potential. But you don't. You just haven't seen, at least with the other. Oh, even Hutchinson, you've seen them make um, some flash plays. You've seen them get sacks. You haven't really seen that really from um, Walker, you know, and not saying he can't do it. You just, it doesn't just doesn't pop off the screen to you. You see Nicobe yeah. Dean, you see Jordan, uh, Jordan Davis, you know, you see Quay Walker or Devontae Wyatt. You see those guys, you don't always see Walker. In. And not mean, again, not mean he's not a, uh, not a good player. You just don't always see it. So it's kind of taking a risk. Now, if you got the staff to develop them, you may have something there. But yeah. you got to know you have the staff to develop them and they can get them to that next level. So that's always a risk when you decide to go that route. Now, on the Hutchinson, I will ask you, well, I guess we'll start the Lions, what the Lions should do. 
um, in the draft. I don't want them to take Hutchinson if he's available. I really don't. As, and I know I'm a Michigan fan, but I just think that him stay, he's from Dearborn. He's from Michigan, so he's right up the road. I think if he stays home, his career won't be as good as if he leaves. I just think that the pressure of being a hometown kid, going to the Lions, I just think that it'll I, I don't think he'll maximize his full potential if they take him. If I'm the Lions, I want Kayvon Thibodeau, something different. I think he's a really he's a really athletic. You know, he has a pressure, he has a potential to be a great pass rusher in this league. You don't know, but he has a potential to be it. So does Hutchinson, but I just feel like Kayvon Thibodeau is where they need to go and go a different route. Cause I just think that knowing the Lions in their history, if that tip if, if Aiden Hutchinson goes there, I, nah, I, I just I just don't see it. And I could be wrong. I just don't see it. So I, I'm leaning uh, Thibodeau. Nah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't blame you. I mean, I don't blame you. But <laughs> it's weird because it's like you guys almost got to just take a, a defensive player. Because I agree. We do need a defensive player. I agree. I mean, you guys need a lot just to be real. I no, but that's just true. But I'm saying at at that spot, it's only either a defensive end or a tackle. We already took a tackle last year. So we gotta take a defensive end right there. We can't take we not can't take a quarterback at number two. What's your num what's your next pick though? What number is it? 32 and then 34. You don't think one of the quarterbacks, Desmond Ritter or Malik? No, 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 I'm good. You know what? I'd rather stick with Jerry Goff than than, than draft one of these. I just don't think this quarterback class is good, bro. I really don't. I just don't think this this, this I ain't quarterback gonna lie class to you, is worth man. a damn. I think Malik Willis is definitely gonna fuck some people's heads up. I think he's gonna. I think he's definitely going to take a team where they need to go in the next few years. He's got the athletic ability alone to win you some games. His arm talent is there. His confidence is there. I mean, what else you need in a, in a quarterback? I'm not saying that y'all should take him because here's the thing: if y'all are gonna take a quarterback. Obviously, then you need to pick a, 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 a offensive lineman with your second number two pick. No, we good on line, bro. We good. We got a pretty good line. I think we good. We okay, took, okay. We took Sewell last year at the right tackle. I we good on line. So who your left tackle? Uh, Taylor Decker. Okay, all right, that's solid. He's okay. good. He's solid. Right. Your interior is solid. We got Frank Ragnar, one of the best centers in the league. We just took Jonah Jackson a couple years ago. I, I think. I don't think we need to spend a high pick on the offensive line. Man. Okay, that's valid. No. That's valid. That's valid. So in that case, I'm going to say go with Hutchinson, bro. Look, here's the thing. You a true Detroiter, right? To the court. Yep. If you get picked by your hometown team, you more like, you think you really going to flop on your fucking city, bro? I don't think that he... Come on, man. It's just, listen, I don't, I don't think you understand, bro. It's the Lions. It's just the Lions we're talking about. And he, I don't want him to go there because it's too much pressure to go home and be the hometown savior and the hometown hero. That's a lot of pressure, dude. A all lot you of pressure. Do, okay, all you got to do is produce. You got to produce at any team you go to. They're not telling you to win a championship. Only your quarterback can really do that for you. So it's not like he's he, – it's not like it's Malik Willis going to the Atlantic Falcons as the quarterback and they expecting him to single-handedly win games. All you got to do – is produced as a number two pick regardless. Wherever he goes, he's going to have to produce. He's going to be under pressure to do that. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, with him, he's an edge rusher. Your number one goal is to attack, get the quarterback. You got to do that at, 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 at on any team you go to. So if you're doing it at the crib, that's a little added motivation 
for you. Your family gonna be at every home game. So you know what I'm saying? You got more motivation to go out there and really do your job. So I don't see why you would overlook him unless you just think he's not that talented, then okay, cool. But if you think he's the guy, if you think he's talented enough to get you close to double digit sacks or even 10 sacks this year, mm-hmm. you go you go get him. You let him figure out how he's going to, you know, adjust to the 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 pressure of his family being there at every home game. Like I said, I think it's going to be added fuel, bro. I don't know, man. You don't don't pass up on him if you think he's a generational talent or whatnot. I don't think any of these guys are, honestly. Um, I don't think he's a generational talent. I don't think Thibodeau is either. I just think that it's it's just a change. He's a little bit more athletic. That's why I would go go with that. But, I mean, we'll see. Um, see where it goes. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if they take Hudson for sure. I just think that it'd be better to take Thibodeau. Just and I'm biased, too. I want Thibodeau, bro. And that's why you guys are telling me to take him. See, I know why. All right, so let's talk about your Giants thing. Y'all have picks five and seven. What do you think I'll do at five and seven? Obviously, it's, it's hard to know just because you don't know how to pick score. But in an ideal world, what would you like you, you to go? You, I mean, but you kind of have an idea what guys be available around, around that time. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we definitely got to go offensive line number five pick regardless. There's going to be at least one available. Charles yeah. Cross is projected to be the most all-around um, – or not the not the the best all around offensive lineman, but the best pass protector mm-hmm. in the league, which is okay by me. Mm-hmm. Um, so at minimum, we're gonna at least get him. My dream would to probably be, and I don't know, man. For some reason, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not 100 sold on Evan Neal, bro. I don't know if he's like really legit or not. I mean, I think big man out of North Carolina State. I don't feel like he was struggling. Oh, Quanu? Yeah, Quanu. Yeah. There you go. I think he might be the best pass, you know, the best pass protector, um, or not pass protector, but the best all-around lineman in the draft. I know people are saying yeah. Neil because he could play both tackle positions, but I don't know if I truly believe that. But either way, we got to go offensive lineman number five, regardless. Yeah. And then number seven, you know, it just boils down to if – Kayvon is available there. If he's not, then uh, it's, it's, see a corner? It's, it's tough for me to say because Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State is another edge rusher that you know has seemed to be pretty dominant. But then again, you're talking about the ACC, like you know, I mean, he was at Georgia for a year though. Yeah, but did he really pipe up at Georgia? I don't think so. Um, but the reason why I would still go with him or even the guy out of Purdue over a cornerback is because cornerback is a very hard position to play in the league. You know, you got to be that guy. I'm talking about that guy to, to, to be able to live up to being a high draft pick as a cornerback playing on that island. So you rather. If I did, if it honestly, it, it'll come down to either if, if Thibodeau isn't there, mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna go Derek Stingley Jr. Because Sauce he, Gardner, he plays in a more dominant league. Sauce is cool, but, but hold on. But when Sauce played against Bama, they didn't target him though. They stayed away from him. That's fine. I mean, that's cool. That's their fault. They should have targeted him so we could see what he was fucking made of. I mean, and then he got help on the back end. He got Kobe on the other side. So it's like you know. Yeah, I'm not big on Stingley. I just he he played a really good freshman year. 
Then well, he didn't play. He hasn't played in two years. So I don't know why you just don't play football for two years and then you just somehow get better. He that talented. I, I don't I, but he's talented, but how much better have you gotten in two years not playing football at all? There's only so yeah. much so much you can do not playing. You gotta play on the field to get better. You know what I'm saying? You're only right. so much working out can do. So for a guy that hasn't played two years, I'm a little scared of that. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, it does it does scare me a little bit, but no, that's um, valid. That's valid. I and I and I could totally understand that. You know, I guess at this point you're going off of you know potential and just natural talent ability. Um I, I wouldn't be mad though if we went with sauce either. Like, I mean, look, like I said, I want an edge rusher at number seven because I just think that's a safer pick. You yeah. dig what I'm saying? It's easier for an edge guy to get out there and just go after the quarterback, regardless, yeah. as opposed to having to play against the top wide receivers in the league. And there's a lot of top receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. So I prefer to go edge, but if we got to go corner, Fuck it. It is what it is. I wouldn't even be mad if we took two offensive linemen, to be honest y'all, with you. Y'all do need two. See, y'all need about five. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you we could. Need, you could. We, need, we need motherfucking left guard, center, right guard, right tackle. Yeah. So, you don't need a lot. So, yeah, so I agree with that. Um, two offensive linemen won't be bad. But as long as y'all take one, I think that's what y'all need um, yeah. for the Giants. All right. And over to the Falcons, Atlanta's team. I'm the Falcons, man. I mean, shit, they need everything. And I'm not even trying to be funny. They need. And what's, what's sad is they need offensive linemen. They spent a lot of picks on offensive linemen in the past few years. So you can't really take another one because you you spent so much on them. You need defense. You need a def- you need pass rush. They haven't had a pass rush in Lord knows how long. They need – I mean, they, they're, they're maybe solid at corner. They don't really have a safety. They need a running back. They need wide receivers. I mean, they, they literally need everything on the field. So yeah. if you're the Falcons, I guess you just have to go best available. And if that's yeah. Kayvon Thibodeau at eight, if that's Jermaine Johnson at eight, you go that way. If there's a, I mean, hell, if there's an offensive lineman there, you have to go offensive lineman there, dude. I mean, only thing I wouldn't do if I was in was take a receiver. I just think that you can get receivers later in the draft and be successful for you. Um, so maybe I wouldn't go receiver at at eight, but I would definitely go with all those other picks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you don't. And then I like Drake London too because he's USC guy. You know, when it comes to football, I'm a USC Trojans fan to the core, um, and I watched him a lot. And he's he's a damn good receiver. Um, but I wouldn't pick them in the top 10. Um, and like you said, there, there, there are going to be receivers that you can pick from at, at later points in the draft. Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah, they, they definitely got to go best player available. Simple as that. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what they do. Terry Font, no Falcons GM. As long as they don't, they can't take a quarter. I get it. I just don't think any, I think they got too many damn needs to, to, to go for, uh, Malik Willis right now. He's the best of the bunch, I think. But I think they got yeah. way too many needs to go for him. And they're going to be bad this year anyway, so you may have a shot at the quarterback next year. But you know what? They had a shot at Justin Fields last year and they passed. So, I mean, this all could have been avoided. But Kyle Pitts, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really could have. Because <laughs> guess what? You guys, you got a strong tight end class this year. And even if you didn't want to take Malik, uh, Justin last year, you could have took uh, Mac Jones. Yeah. So, I, I wouldn't really have fan of them taking Kyle and not to say that he's not any good. It's just I just don't think that was the right pick for them. But hey, ain't my damn team. They made they made a decision to go for him. So whatever, yeah. whatever. All right, that is it for us on the sports. Unless you got anything else you want to bring up real quick. Nah, man, I'm just excited to see the rest of this NBA, you know, playoffs. See how it turns out. Of course, we'll 
um, more than likely touch base on that um, after the first round concludes, things like that, and definitely and the draft and everything. So definitely, yeah. No, we would definitely oh, do that. Oh, go ahead. One, one more thing. Shout out to Errol Spence Jr. Man, had a oh huge, yeah huge fight this past weekend. Obviously, I'm a fan of him. He represents Jamaica. He's Jamaican and shit. Although yeah. he, although he a cowgirl fan, that's all good. Um, <laughs> I don't need him breaking my goddamn eye, breaking my. Face. But uh, but nah, shout out to Errol Spence, man. And I'm looking forward to this weekend. Uh, Shakir Stevenson, he, he fights out of New Jersey. He's a New Jersey guy. Uh, he got a big title fight uh, this weekend against Valdez. Uh, I forgot I forgot his first name, but anyways, Valdez is for the undisputed uh, welterweight division. 130, 130 pounds. Last time that's been done was when Pacquiao fought uh, Juan Marquez, which is a huge historical trilogy, I believe. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that this weekend, no doubt. So, will we see the Errol Stevens, uh, Terrence Bud Crawford? That's what I think that's Errol Spence. I'm sorry, Errol Spence and the Terrence Crawford. That's what everyone sees. Bud Crawford. Are we going to see that? We, we should. I mean, I'm hearing that, you know, and I don't know how true this is, but I'm hearing on Twitter that Bud is talking about he need a tune-up fight now. So, I don't know. If he takes a tune-up fight, depending on when he takes that tune-up fight, that might push this fight that we're anticipating into next year when after Errol Spence won, Bud was talking about we definitely going to get this fight solidified by later this year. But it's like, if you take a tune-up fight, yeah, I can't wait. see you turning around. It's already halfway through the year, almost already. Yeah. So, I don't know. I hope that's not true. But that's the problem with the sport of boxing, man. It's like the fights that need to happen aren't happening. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or it's happening too late. Yeah. So, I think we'll see the fight happen. When is is the big question? Yeah, you're right. That is a big question. Um, when when will the fight happen? They need to get it going, though. They need to get it popping, man. If they're going to do it, they got to do it. So if Bud gotta take a tune-up fight, they gotta be within the next couple of months, man, to really to really be good. And if they if they're gonna fight, it gotta be at the top. Of, I think they should fight at the end of the year, but if they're gonna fight, it gotta be at the top of next year to keep everyone's attention and keep everyone. I think it, it has to be pretty much known. If if Bud takes a tune-up fight, it has to be known that his next fight after that will be Spence. But then if you look at it the other way around, Spence. He probably want to stay active. I mean, granted, he's the undisputed king right now. I mean, he's not undisputed. No, he is undisputed. He's undisputed right now in his division. But you can't prevent like a challenger from challenging, you know, from from a you know a title fight. So yeah. it's gonna be a continuous cycle. I'm like, yeah, I, I just get it going. Just come on, bro. Like, yeah. stop playing, bro. I agree. But like you said, that's that's just been the sport of boxing for some reason. It's just not been the fights that need to happen don't happen or they take too long. Like Pacquiao Mayweather took too way too way too long for it to happen, you know? Exactly. Um, so we will see. Uh, I don't know, there's been talk of Ryan Garcia and, and uh Javante Tank Davis. I don't know if that'll ever happen, uh, but that would be that would be one thing. That that would be something for that fight to happen. Um, but I don't know. I've haven't been really impressed with Davis in this past few fights, honestly, but um, yeah, I mean the fight against Gamboa. I mean, he should have cleaned that. He should have cleaned him up, and 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 early, you know, in an early fashion. Like it shouldn't have yeah. went twelve rounds first no. of all. And then the fight against Pitbull, um, Isaac Cruz. Okay, I ain't gonna lie. I Cruz think Cruz was working in that fight, man. I think Cruz, Cruz was working in that fight. 
if Javante wasn't a champion, I think Cruz would have won. I think they would have gave yeah. it to Cruz. Yeah, Cruz was a he was a pit bull. They they he was scrappy, man. He was giving oh, he it to just like a pit bull. <laughs> he said he's like a damn pit bull. He looked like a damn pit bull. He looked like a red, like his eyes just like like, he's a pit bull. He's a real pit bull. Yeah, no, he Uh he is. So he is, no doubt. All right, uh, and then all right, so that's it. Let's see what what boxing brings. All right, so uh, yesterday it was announced that Elon Musk will be buying Twitter for what forty three billion dollars. I can't even, I can't even count that high. Like if you ask me to count up forty four billion, it's gonna take a long time to count. I don't even think a money a money counter can count that much. No, it can't. You could be your hands gonna be hurt if you buy it. But I mean, I I don't know how this is gonna go. I mean, there's talks he wants to make Twitter private, so I don't know if that means he's gonna be charging for subscriptions. I hope not. You know, um, he would be charging. Would you pay for Twitter if he was to charge? It was a dollar, sure. I mean, but he would be smart to make it like a dollar. Like how many people in the world? He'll make his forty-four billion back. There's probably over a billion some people on Twitter right now. I, yeah. Imagine, there's 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 at least there's probably four, there's probably hella billions of people on Twitter right now because you got motherfuckers that got nineteen and a half million followers on Twitter. Like, yeah, like you know what I'm saying. So maybe charge ninety-nine cent a dollar at most. I may pay for it, but then I may be, I may not pay for it because I'm not making money off of Twitter. So it's like. Why the yeah. hell would I pay for it? No, I agree. I, I'm the same. I love Twitter. Twitter's hilarious, man. Twitter be having me in tears <laughs> sometimes, but I don't know if I love it enough to pay for it, especially if it's some high premium. Ten dollars a month too much. So I just have oh, to Oh no. Anything I, I have to get off. Yeah, I I'll, I'll have to get off Twitter if he wants to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Anything And then with and then when someone only get like that, it's just always weird. They can control how stuff go. I don't know, man. I, I I kind of think you get into it like a slippery slope. And I get it. If somebody offered me $43 billion for something, I probably ain't going to turn it down either. Mm-hmm. So I can't blame the, the folks at Twitter for selling it. It's just when when someone buys it like that, you just never know what could come from it and, and what's going to happen. So we can very well see, I think six months before any changes come, but we could very well see the uh, face that we could very well see Twitter look a lot different in the next year or so. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it'll definitely be interesting to see how it's going to go. Um, I'm like, damn. 44 billion. I wonder how much did he have in his bank account after that? Shit. Just a couple, still billions more. That's crazy, dog. Insane. To drop $43 billion like it ain't nothing. I mean, he's going to get his money back, but still, that's just, that's a lot of money, dude. A lot of bread. A lot of bread. So. Um, all right. So, what else what was I going to say? Um, oh, did you see that, uh, uh, the DJ MB? It, the conversation with his wife oh, in the Breakfast man. Club. Oh man, I you want to talk about that or not? Yeah, all I'm gonna say is on that is that <laughs> I mean, look, you you know these celebrities, man, they they let you into their they personal life like it's nothing because yeah, that's that's how they get money too. You know, like they they get money like that. They 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 put their shit out there. They get views, clicks, and everything. I hope that ain't true. I hope it was just a little stunt. And it and it wasn't true. I didn't watch it personally, but I, I saw it. I saw what was going on, and yeah, damn, that's sad if that's the case. I did see the clip, and that is sad. But I mean, why even put that out there? Like, why does why does everyone need to know that y'all what y'all do in our personal relationship? Like, I don't like who cares. They do it for the for the clicks, the likes, and the views, man. 
It's just, I mean, that's y'all doing y'all in y'all household. That's on y'all, but who cares? Like, it, it's crazy though, because some people really do be caring. They be fiending to see like what goes on in the households of these celebrities, man. And, yeah. and you know, um, that's a shame. Like for real, like if you know if that's valid, what she was saying, like as a man, like wow, like I would be ready to divorce. Like, but just fuck it. Yeah, we ain't, this. Doing those, we ain't doing it on here anyway. <laughs> exactly. Wasting our damn time, shit. You wasting your time, I'm wasting mine, shit. Exactly. Let's just move on, big dog. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, but nah, that was crazy, though. That was crazy. Crazy as hell. All right, man. Uh, you got a. <laughs> Never mind, I'm going to leave that topic alone. You got a word of the day for us? <laughs> um, You know what, honestly, man, just like. uh. I know with, with obviously what you said, you, you attained something new in your career, you know, with a new uh, assignment that you're working on now. Um, but, you know, just stay in the course, man. You know, like like we just spoke about earlier today, like sometimes God wants to see what you're willing to sacrifice for the blessing that he's going to provide to you, whether in the near future or somewhere down the line. You know, with transitions happening, um, you know, just stay true to it, man. Just stay true to it. Sometimes you got to be willing to let some things go in order to show him, like, you know, you, you, you're loyal and you're you're dedicated to him. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes people are dedicated to social media. They're dedicated to, <clears throat> you know, every day logging on to Twitter to see what's going on. They're logging on to Instagram, logging on to Facebook. They show that dedication to social media, but not to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the most holy person in the world but i am very uh true in 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 that you know god is going to bless you if you do right by him yeah and um you know just want to say whoever needs to hear this that just just sacrifice something not someone <laughs> but Some, yeah something something and not your soul you know yeah. but sacrifice something for god to let him know that you honor him and that he is you know the king and I'm telling you, man, you're going to come through for you every time. Sometimes just praying ain't enough, man. You got to go in the fast. You know, it's in the Bible, man. You know what I'm saying? You got to do that. So uh, that's my little word of the day is, is just stay true to him. Maybe sacrifice something to spend more time with the Lord. And you'll be very thankful for what he rewards you with. Yeah, man, I would agree. I also think that uh, a little bit on that, you, you said people are dedicated to social media. They are. But like, bro, just... If if you're not in a good space, please stay off of there because you will see a yeah. lot of stuff that will that have you second guessing yourself, have you doubting yourself, and believing that what you're doing is not right. You could be on a very good path right now. You just think that you see someone else making more money than you, and then you'll see you get discouraged. Don't be. Everyone's path is different. Everyone's journey is different. And guys, social media is not real. So the shit that people post is only the highlights. They don't post the, the bad parts. They post the highlights. Right. So they can believe they can make themselves be whatever they want on social media, but in reality, it ain't that. So guys, just please, you know what I'm saying? Stay stay focused to your grind, stay stay focused on yourself, stay true to yourself. And um, I think you'll be all right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's a good one, brother. Yes, sir. Where can they follow you at on we brought up social media? Where can they follow you at on social media? Yeah, man, I ain't really active like that on Instagram. I pop in every once in a while to talk some shit. Whatever on my mind, but uh Find me on Instagram at Meech or Chin. And of course, um, oh, actually, I think I just changed it to 718Chin on uh, on Instagram. And then tap in with me on Twitter, of course, at 718Chin. All right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chris underscore Kurt with two T's. 
Chris underscore crit with two T's on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, thanks for staying with us, guys. Hope you made it through the episode. Hope you enjoyed it. You can always reach out to us on our social media platforms. You want to comment with us and you want to talk some trash. We're always up for it. We know Chen stays there on Twitter. So if you, <laughs> if you, if you, if you want to get a girl with somebody, he didn't want to go at. Let him know. And he will get back with you. No doubt. No doubt. I got you. <laughs> All right, everyone. For Chen, I'm Crit. Thanks for listening. 100.